The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, retold from the Mark Twain originals. Chapter 15, Jim Vanishes. We didn't stop at town again for days and days. We just kept on floating right down the river. Once the frogs reckoned they were out of danger, they started work the villages again. They tried all sorts of tricks and games to make money, but none of them seemed to work. At last, they were dead broke. They laid around on the raft, thinking and thinking. They were awfully sad and desperate. After a while, they started talking together in private. This made Jim and me uneasy. We didn't like the look of things. We knew the old frogs were planning some kind of trouble. We decided to give them a cold shake at the first opportunity, then clear out and leave them behind. The next town, the king went ahead to look around. The duke and I followed a few hours later. We found the king getting in trouble and carrying on. While he and the duke argued, I escaped. I ran back to the raft and called out to Jim, but there was no answer. He was gone. I searched and searched, but he was nowhere in sight. Finally, I sat down and cried. I couldn't help it. I saw a young boy walking nearby. I described Jim and asked the boy if he said anybody like it. The boy said Jim was at the farm named Silas Phelps. That Jim was a runaway slave, and now they've gotten. The boy said there was a $200 reward for him. I saw the poster myself. Some old man gave away the information to the men in town for just $40. It was like finding money on the road. I sat on the raft and tried to figure out what to do next. I thought until my head was sore that I couldn't see any way out of this new trouble. After all we'd done for those scoundrels, Everything was ruined because they were heartless enough to sell Jim out for $40. I thought I could write a letter back to Miss Watson. Maybe she would know what to do. Then I thought I would get in trouble for helping Jim escape and causing all the trouble. I remembered all the good things Jim had done for me and how we helped and cared for each other. I knew that Jim would have to go back to his old life if I sent that letter. But if I could save him, he would go free again. Even if it meant that people thought I was doing a bad thing, I didn't care if people thought I was wrong. I was going to help him get free. Then I headed up toward the Phelps farm. When I got there, it was all still and lonesome. It was a small cotton plantation with a rail fence around a two-acre yard and a big log house that had been whitewashed. As I walked toward the house, some dogs started barking. They didn't stop until a woman came outside. She was about 45 or 50 years old. Two children and some slaves followed behind you. Everyone was smiling. It's you at last, she said. Am I right? Yes, ma'am. I said before I could even think about it. She hugged me tightly and started crying. Then she told me that I didn't look like my mother as she had expected. I'm so glad to see you, she said. Children, it's your cousin Tom. Come 
come say hello. We thought you'd be here a few days ago. We were so worried. I made up a story about my boat being delayed. While we talked, I tried to get some information about who I was pretending to be. I also tried to find out anything about Jim. I guess this woman was Mrs. Phelps. When she brought me into the house, I guessed that the man inside was Mr. Phelps. Why, who's this? He asked when he saw me. Well, who do you think? He said, it's Tom Sawyer! Mm-hmm.